Good morning, Christian America. Welcome to another wonderful day. You woke up, I woke up, the sun is shining. Um, hopefully where you are, it is where I am, although it's extremely cold outside. Uh, old man winter just will not go away. But I want to welcome you to another blessed day, another Christ-inspired, Jesus-filled day uh, with the Christian American T-Shirt Company. Today we're going to continue down our journey of the New Testament. Um, we're still on Matthew 5. Uh, this week we're going to talk, uh, we're going to start at verse 17 uh, through 20. Uh, if you remember last time on, on the last episode, we went down uh, verse 16 or 13 through 16, in which Jesus talked about being salt of the earth and being light. Uh, to light and guide the way of uh, your fellow Christians. And uh, we talked briefly on, you know, what that means and, and how do we portray ourselves? How do we act in accordance with what Christ put forth? And how do we be the salt uh, of the earth to enhance those around us, to enhance the world uh, around us? And how do we be the light that can lead people out of the darkness towards Christ? Not to ourselves, but to Christ. Uh, this week is the, the follow-on story where Jesus begins to talk about the law and the misconceptions that uh, his followers at the time had in him. Uh, and he, in, in this case, um, he breaks down essentially what he means uh, in, in some of the previous teachings. Because again, this is still early on in Jesus's ministry. So there's, uh, there's a lot of misconceptions about what he is, uh, what he's doing, and what he's saying. And so he's slowly clearing this up towards, uh, uh, to, to his followers. And we're going to discuss a bit of that today. So uh, let's get right into it. So good morning, Christian America. Uh, like I just said in, in this episode, in this podcast, we're continuing down our journey of the New Testament. We're continuing down the teachings of Christ that, from his very beginning. Uh, and and we're, we're slowly uh, going through each story, each crucial story in the New Testament. Uh, to examine what Jesus said then, how it applied to his followers then, and then what does it mean and how does it apply to us today for the followers of Christ today. And before we get started, I want to uh, always uh, remind everybody that if you want to contribute to the Christian American cause, if you want to contribute to the Christian American community, to the Christian American movement, you can do so in a variety of ways. We don't ask for donations. I know a lot of uh, other uh, organizations ask for donations. A lot of other podcasts ask for donations. Uh, we try not to ask for donations because we feel that uh, we, we want to give more than we get. Um, and if, if you feel so inclined to contribute to the Christian American cause, you can go to ChristianAmericanTees.com. Uh, and you can pick yourself up some Christian American apparel. Uh, we have uh, teas and tanks uh, for workouts and for sunny days, which I wish 
uh, or warmer days, which I wish it was warm today. Um, but we still have long sleeve tees. We have uh, sweat shirts. We have hoodies uh, that are uh, uh, heavier weighted and comfortable that you can pick up uh, and you can use to be that light uh, for others that we talked about uh, in the last episode or in the last podcast. Uh, additionally, if you just don't have uh, the, the funds on you right now that, that you can spare uh, going to Christian American Tees, you uh, tuning into the podcast, you watching the videos and sharing and posting and commenting uh, on our videos, either at YouTube or Facebook or um, in one of the variety of the uh, various podcast uh, apps that we are slowly uh, getting out there on, uh, that is also a contribution that you are making for us. So don't feel it necessary that you have to spend money uh, any way that you can uh, help the Christian American community spread its message. It is must, much appreciated. But if you if you can afford it and you do want to contribute, you can go to ChristianAmericanTees.com and pick up uh, some Christian American apparel. I promise you, um, it, it, you will feel better about yourself when you put on a Christian American tee and you go outside and you live your life in the right manner, the manner in which Christ uh, uh, commanded you to. Uh, and you set that example for all to follow. So... Back to the readings. Uh, this week, or, or at least in this episode, Matthew 17, you know, Matthew 5, verse 17, uh, starts off um, again. So Jesus is, is still teaching his followers. This is from the Sermon on the Mount. It's right after the Beatitudes. So he, he lays out the Beatitudes. Um, and if you missed that episode, uh, a couple weeks back, you go ahead and look at it and listen to it and refresh yourself on it. Uh, he starts to speak on being the salt of the earth and the light of the world uh, that, his, that is to make the world a better place and to set the example on how to live right. And he continues and he starts to talk about the law because some of the things that he's already said are in direct contrast to what people assume Christ to be. They assume the Messiah is coming to deliver them from the stranglehold of Rome, who occupies their land and and tortures and beats their citizens. Um, And they assume that the Messiah is going to be uh, the one who comes down, sent by God to to start an army and to raise a new kingdom in the lineage of David and and rule uh, Israel uh, and and bring them to prominence to something that that, that they've never seen before. Uh, And that is what happens, but it's not what, uh, it it doesn't happen in the manner that the uh, the, the uh, Israeli people think that it's happening. And, and, and Jesus' comments on how the meek will inherit the earth and the poor uh, will be uh, granted access into the kingdom of heaven and how the least will be first and the first will be least. 
um, is confusing uh, to some people. It's confusing to nearly everybody, and and they don't know uh, where he's going because he seems to be uh, upending the rules that they live by. He seems to be teaching contrary to the law that they've lived under since Moses, since God handed down the law to Moses in the early Bible. And that's not the case. It's not the case. And, and Jesus in this passage is, is directly addressing that. And he says, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have, come to, I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. I'm going to fulfill all these prophecies. They just, you just don't understand the true meaning behind the prophecies. When, when, when the Messiah is going to lead his people into a, into a kingdom, that kingdom isn't here on earth. And, and Jesus will slowly reveal that through the passage of time. But, it, but when he's saying this, people assume that the Messiah will come and, and, and uh, start a kingdom here on earth when that's not the case. But he's still going to fulfill all the prophecies, all the scripture that has come before him in order to prove uh, the, the Old Testament correct in, in, in leading the way for Christ right now. In the next passage, it says, For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen, will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. So, I'm not only am I going to fulfill the law, nothing, nothing will happen until it, it's all uh, it, it's all complete until it all happens. It says, I tell you, until the heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter or the least stroke of a pen will by any means disappear from the law until everything is all accomplished. Therefore, anyone who sets aside one of the least of these commands and teaches others accordingly will be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. Okay, so here he is. He's laid out these commands of salt and light. He's laid out the beatitudes of the meek and the poor in spirit and the peacemakers that are going to inherit the earth. He's laid those commandments out to, about love and, and and taking care of one another and you're, and and, uh, and and to uh, comfort. The afflicted and now he's and, and now he's saying that no none of these laws will disappear none of these laws will disappear and that anyone who sets aside any of these things that I have spoken about who doesn't listen okay uh, 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 another um, translation says whoever breaks one of these, uh, one of the least of these commandments, and teaches others to do so, will be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. 
So if you don't listen to this, you will be called the least. But most importantly, if you don't listen and then you teach others not to listen, you will be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. You will be the least in God's eyes. And that's crucial in 2019. And I've said this before, um, and I've and we've posted stuff like this before, uh, especially when it comes to uh, like the abortion issue, uh, which is a, a travesty. It's it's one thing to uh, have a traumatic experience and uh, have to choose uh, between. Uh, an unplanned uh, pregnancy and what to do about that es- and, and especially from the myriad of different uh, situations that people may be under at the time uh, and to make a choice uh, that may that, that will kill an unborn child um, is tragic um, in and of itself it's a, it, and it's a terrible decision for sure however that person can be redeemed from that grave grave sin and we still are called to love that person regardless of the mistakes that they make um, and he and he or she, uh, you know, or both can be redeemed from that tra- uh, tragic mistake. But as as Jesus lays out in the in this uh, sentence in this phrase, if you teach others to set aside these commandments. If you teach others how to break the law, how not to listen, how not to follow Christ, you are you're even worse than the sinner. So if you make this tragic mistake of abortion and you repent and you're truly sorry for your sins, God will accept you. And as Christians, we are also called to accept that person but if that person does not repent if that person is not sorry and if they encourage others to commit these grave acts then you are the least of all and that's not me saying that this is what Christ says it can't be any more clearer in the phrase when he says therefore whoever sets aside one of these one of the least of these commandments and teaches others accordingly will be called the least in the kingdom of heaven but he says whoever practices and teaches commands whoever practices and teaches these commandments will be called great in the kingdom of heaven so the inverse is is 
is uh, absolutely true. Is that if you if you don't listen and you teach others not to listen to my words and follow my action, you will be called the least. But if you do follow my commandments and you teach others to follow my commandments, you will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. So the inverse is absolutely true. So that means, what does that mean for us as Christian Americans? Exactly what it says. You're called to teach others to follow Christ's commandments. And so far in this chapter, look at the commandments, look at the rules that he's laid out. And he's saying that they will not die. They will not pass. They will not be erased until the end of the earth. And if you don't listen and you teach others not to listen, you will be the least possible. And if you do listen and you teach others to listen, then you will be called great. For I tell you that unless your righteousness surpass that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. Now this is rough. This is this last statement is a rough statement. It, it, he doesn't. Jesus doesn't hold any punches. He is not politically correct. He is not uh, making friends here. He is directly calling out the religious leadership of the time, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the Sanhedrin. These are the religious leaders of the community, of the Jewish faith, that have been uh, uh, enamored in the uh, religious tradition and have been accustomed to the religious uh, benefits from their uh, points of prestige for so long that they've lost the true meaning of the Word of God. They've been uh, too accustomed to the uh, religious practices They've been accustomed to being looked upon with great admiration from dressing in fine robes to living in fine homes to uh, imposing their will on the population from a religious standpoint, all the while claiming to be better and more pious than the rest of the community. And that's what he's dealing with. So he says that in, unless your righteousness, unless you, your righteousness is more than these religious leaders that you have, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. So what he's saying is that the religious leadership is not entering the kingdom of heaven. And unless you surpass them, you won't enter into the kingdom of heaven either. 
and that's harsh words. That's thousands of years of leadership, of religious leadership that he's taking on. And he's just getting started. This is chapter 5, the first book of the New Testament, the very beginning of his ministry. And he already is taking on the most highly powerful religious entities of his time. Because he sees the hypocrisy. He sees the corruption. He sees, you know, the the uh, twisting of the faith that's taken place, and he's letting his followers know that in order for you to enter into the kingdom of heaven, you have to be greater than them. Your faith has to be stronger than them. Your piousness has to be stronger than them. When you speak, you have to speak the truth because they don't speak the truth. Now, where does that leave us today? Part of this podcast is not only to look at the passages of of Christ, not only to examine the word of God, but examine it in a way that makes sense in 2019. And in 2019, think about our religious leaders, quote unquote leaders. Think about the leaders of these of the various uh, mega churches. What do they preach? What truth do they talk about? What good works do they do? Do they uh, meet or or, or uh, provide the spiritual food that their followers need, or do they enrich themselves? Have they gotten comfortable in their fine robes and in their big homes? Have they have they uh, become comfortable in their positions of prestige, in their positions of power? When was the last time they fed the hungry? When was the last time that they volunteered like and did real work? Not sponsored volunteer work. Not purchased food for the hungry, but actually served food to the hungry. When was the last time that they donated themselves and their ministry to doing God's work? Or are they wrapped around their own traditions? I think you you know the answer to that. That there's an, uh, uh, an infection within the Christian American leadership at this point in time. Nearly every denomination has a scandal taking place. Nearly every denomination 
has a scandal taking place. Religious leaders are caught up in one scandal after another scandal. Sexual promiscuity. Child abuse. Uh, adultery. Infidelity. Over and over and over again. Money laundering. Tax evasion. And flat out manipulation. Uh, taking money to purchase extravagant gifts for themselves. Now, what would Jesus say about that? If Jesus, in his early ministry, was riled up enough to take on the Pharisees of his day, can you imagine what he would say to the Christian American leadership today that are flying around in private jets, that are building buildings that house, you know, that hold thousands and thousands of people with marble floors and golden, uh, uh, and golden altars, stained glass windows. Oh, they're beautiful. They are beautiful. 100%. They're beautiful. But is that the purpose of their church? Is that the purpose of Christ's ministry? To have stained glass windows and golden altars and, and fly around in private jets and uh, ride in limos with, uh, with drivers and mansions on acres and acres of property. Was that the purpose of Christ's ministry? What would he say? What does this passage say about those people? What does it say about us? Is your righteousness, does your righteousness surpass that of our Christian leaders? Because if it doesn't, Christ says you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. It's not me saying it. I didn't say it. I'm literally repeating it. I'm merely repeating God's word. And now I have to do the same thing you have to do. I have to look at myself and I have to look at my actions and I have to look at where I'm going and I have to look at where I've been. What have I done and what do I need to do? And I think if we look at ourselves like that, if we look at Christ's message in the context of 2019, in the context of where we are personally, where you are, then where we are as a community, and then where we are as a country, as a society, and the leaders, quote unquote leaders, 
that we have in our institutions, in our Christian institutions. What do we need to do? Are we prepared to fulfill the leadership role, the true leadership role that has been vacated, that has been vacated by those at, with the uh, with the long robes and the uh, television commercials and the television. Uh, shows Sunday biblical shows on TV those radio shows and the churches with the big buildings and the golden altar and the stained glass windows on the acres and acres of land in downtown cities that cost millions of dollars is that the type of leadership that you want to follow is that the type of of, of Christianity that you want to practice and if it's not what do you need to do to change it what do we all need to do it's time for reflection and it's time uh, for some for some deep contemplation on what the right thing is figuring out how to get there to stop living for the trappings of an earthly worldly life and start concerning ourselves with the kingdom of heaven start concerning ourselves with what Christ teaches, what what Christ, what Christ said. Stop listening to other people tell you what they think and start reading the words that Christ said for yourself. And then think about them honestly and objectively and look internally and see if you are living up to that standard. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we hope you have a good day. Uh, remember, keep the faith, stay blessed, stay lit, keep the fire burning inside you be on fire for Christ go out into the world with the armor of God live your life as Christ commands you to bring others along with you as he commands you to love one another because that's the best uh, that we can do and that's what we know that Christ wants us to do and with that ladies and gentlemen uh, we will see you next time on the podcast good morning Christian America